King Culture presents A Plan for Longevity, a health and wellness initiative for men. Why health? Why now? At King Culture, we're equipping men to become selfless leaders. And part of selfless leadership is developing a strategy that ensures not only your well-being, but the well-being of those you're responsible for. I'm Dominic Perviance, and on today's episode, we're talking about prevention. I don't like nobody touching all on me and checking to make sure and all. I don't like all that. Unless it's like an extreme situation where I'm literally falling out on the floor and I can't help myself, that is like probably the only time I would go to a doctor or seek medical help. As the saying goes, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That's why on today's episode, we're discussing the best prevention strategies when it comes to your health and wellness. I sat down with Dr. Andrew Dixon from Emory Hillendale Hospital to discuss steps we need to include in our plan for longevity. Stay tuned, the King Culture Podcast starts now. So I wanna welcome you to the King Culture Podcast. This series is called the Plan for Longevity and we're focused on helping men have a long-term plan for their health to lead to better long-term health outcomes. I want to welcome Dr. Dixon. It's good to have you here. Um, today we're going to be talking about prevention, things that we can do uh, beforehand, before we have some medical issues, uh, to help uh, prevent some things that are preventable. And so I'm going to give Dr. Dixon a, a chance to introduce yourself and um, tell us a little about you and, um, and your background and what you do. Okay, my name is uh, Andrew Dixon. <clears throat> I'm a practicing uh, nephrologist. Uh, what that is is that uh, I see patients uh, basically with kidney disease and hypertension. Uh, is what I uh, take care of mostly in my practice. Um, and I've been doing this for about 30 years. Right, great. Um, so I guess my first question for you is uh, the patients that you see, um, What's sort of the, the, the biggest issue, uh, health issue, that um, is most concerning to you? And what do you think, what do you wish patients would know ahead of time that they should be doing to prevent them from having some long-term health issues? The um, two issues that I see uh, in my patient population that causes kidney disease is hypertension and diabetes. And both of those disease states uh, can be mitigated to or prevent uh, some of the long-term effects of it. Yeah, when you, uh, we've all heard of diabetes and hypertension, but I don't know if we have sort of a clarity about exactly what those diseases are, um, what, how, how they're caused, and what's sort of the long-term prognosis okay. of, of having things like hypertension or diabetes. So if you can touch on that a little bit. Well, first of all, let's talk about diabetes. Diabetes is a disease uh, where your blood sugar is not regulated properly. And there's two types of diabetes. There's type 1 diabetes, uh, which some people call juvenile diabetes. And um, you get that early on in life. Um, that can be due to various things that can cause it, such as a virus or something that may have happened uh, to you. Uh, it could be genetic as well. Type 2 diabetes is something that's a lot of times it's preventable. It's um, derived by habits that we do, um, um, improper diet, uh, 
gaining weight, not exercising, uh, those things can lead to type 2 diabetes. And the um, ineffect of uh, diabetes, it causes a myriad of things. It causes kidney disease, it causes eye disease, it causes uh, nerve disease, uh, neuropathy, uh, it causes uh, heart disease. So managing diabetes is critical. Um, a lot of the patients that I see do have diabetes and it leads to their kidney disease and they end up on dialysis. Mm. The uh, other problem is high blood pressure or hypertension. And what hypertension is, is that your blood pressure is elevated over a normal range. Typically, we think that a blood pressure should be about 120 to, one, to 130 over about 70 to 80. The lower it is, the better it is, even if it's 110, that's excellent. Uh, when the blood pressure begins to rise, it begins to damage the organs. And um, if it's extremely high, it'll damage your heart, it'll damage your kidney, and it also can lead to strokes. Mm. Uh, so those things are somewhat preventable. Um, how do you get high blood pressure? Um, I don't think anyone really completely knows how mm. that's done, but your diet and your exercise most certainly contributes to what, what happens with hypertension because you can reverse it early on if you start paying attention to it. Now there are some forms of hypertension that people get very early on in life like a young man or young woman, if they have hypertension, they need to see a doctor yeah. because it, the hypertension could actually be some sort of other disease state that's causing the hypertension. And if that's looked into and made sure that that's not what's happening, that can be treated and fixed early on rather than having to uh, suffer the devastating effects. All right. So, um so when you, when you talk about diabetes, you're saying type one is something you're born with, type two is something that you, you develop normally by habit. No, type one, you, you, you're not necessarily born with it. You get it early on You get it life, early on. Right. Like in your teens or something like that, you can get type one diabetes, typically. And it's, and it's based on habit or there's some level of genetics no, associated? some level of genetics is probably right. associated with it. And the same thing with hypertension, hypertension normally is um, um, you know it, it, it's not purely known whether it's just based on behavior or based on genetics, but certainly if you have certain types of behavior in terms of diet and exercise, there's a higher probability for you to have hypertension or high blood pressure. Is that, but, well, yeah, there's probably high ability that your hypertension will not be controlled. <laughs> okay. Um, you know whether or not you get it or not. It's it's, it's what you do to fix it. It's what yeah. you do to mitigate the problems. Um, you can actually, uh, as I mentioned before, you can probably uh, early on by altering your diet and alter altering your exercise pattern and losing weight, probably uh, stave off uh, having problems with hypertension. Yeah. Now as you get older, in your 50s and 60s, most people do have some form of a hypertension, systolic hypertension which is um, what we call it, and there's two forms of it. There's two things when you look at a blood pressure you call a systolic reading, which is the top number of what most people yeah. see, and the bottom number is the diastolic uh, blood pressure. And uh, both of those numbers are very important as far as uh, your uh, health is concerned.
Yeah, you're saying once you people get in their 50s and 60s, is, is it just because you get older you have it, or is it because yeah, America is yeah, not diet? People, or is yeah, it? older people normally, okay. they, they can have, not all of them, yeah. but uh, you do see uh, a more prevalence of systolic hypertension in elderly people. Now, let's back up for a second, because our, our target group here is younger guys, like mm -hmm. 18 to 34. Right. Like, man, I don't have to worry about this. This is something, first of all, when you're, you're young, you're like, 40 seems like forever away, and 50, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So I, why, do I, why do I need to worry about that when I'm young, and um, how should I be thinking about it, and what should I be doing to sort of prevent me from having some longer-term issues in, in this area? Yeah, the reason why you need to worry about it is because those two diseases that I mentioned, I see people on dialysis that are 20, yeah. 18. Yeah. So obviously uh, there are some things that are going on uh, that you need to know about and that you need to take care of um, uh, prior to that. Uh, the reason why you need to know, especially as you get older, is that the effects that it does on your body, they call hypertension a silent killer for a reason. Mm -hmm. You don't know mm -hmm. that it's happening to you until all of a sudden it hits you. Yeah and then that's when you're, you're in trouble. So it's called a silent killer. It, it, it really doesn't have a lot of effects that you actually notice. Yeah. And only what you would know that is being checked regularly, making sure that those uh, numbers are looked at, and uh, you're seeking care. Yeah, so it's essentially, and one of, even if you're young, it's no guarantee that you, know, you can't get some of these conditions at an earlier age. That's correct. And just in general, like if you plan to be here for a long time, you need to think about this a lot earlier yes. and, and be aware of it. So sort of on those lines, uh, you mentioned diet and exercise. Those are really broad ca topics mm -hmm. and there's a lot of information that you get from the internet and from the public just about you know different diet and exercise routines and things that you should do. A lot of the young men are just into just physical fitness in general and they're not, you know, it's nothing intentional that they're doing relative to their health. They just enjoy playing ball or what, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but it, are there some general things that everyone should know about diet, about their diet and about exercise that can help them stave off some of these, you know, long-term health issues? What are like some basic rules of thumb? Some basic rules of thumb, let's talk about hypertension, for instance. Um, hypertension can be worse with the increased sodium diet. So, so eating a lot of salt. Eating a lot of salt. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a problem. So you should limit your sodium intake or salt intake. The reason why I say sodium is because most people think about salt. It's not just salt. Salt, yeah, yeah. You have to actually look at the label. Yeah. And look at the label and read the label, say it's sodium. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about uh, limiting the uh, sodium in your diet. So if you get more than two grams of sodium in your diet, that can actually uh, cause problems uh, with you, especially if you're uh, predisposed to hypertension. About 10% of black people are salt sensitive. Really? So if, yeah, so if you eat salt, your blood pressure will go up. Yeah. And about 10% of us, that's what happens. And so those, that 10% of you definitely have to make sure that uh, 
Yeah, yeah I'll limit your sodium. And so, less salt. Mm, is there salt. anything else that we need to be aware of? Things that we should yeah. just probably either do in moderation or just not do at all. Yeah, you also need to uh, do a balanced diet as well. And, and when you're eating, you should be eating the rainbow. <laughs> Ex know? Explain that. Right, what the rainbow is, you should be eating the greens, reds, yellows, all of those uh, vegetables uh, in those color fields, those are healthy vegetables. They're very good for you, and uh, it'll also uh, help you um, maintain a healthy weight. And so you look at your plate, it should look like a rainbow. It should have yes. multiple different colors. Yes. It should be all, you know, browns, and like we do a lot of proteins That's and stuff correct. like that. So um, what, what, is the, what are your recommendations on proteins? A lot of guys are trying to get in shape and trying to build. They, you know, have a, just a high-protein diet, they, you know, low carbs and things like that. Um, is that healthy, or, or how should we be thinking about that? Well, <clears throat> it depends on what, what else is going on with, with disease states. Uh, a high-protein diet, if you're a diabetic, is not a good diet. Okay. Uh, it can actually cause problems, especially with kidney disease. Um, a high-protein diet, um, um, in general, I would say you need to balance your diet uh, instead of doing a high-protein diet. Uh, some people, when they're exercising, they're taking supplements. Yeah. Um, some supplements, such as creatine. I've seen people with taking supplements of creatine with kidney failure that came from the creatine. Wow. So I don't recommend that you do all of that uh, to do that. Wow. Now, um, when you, you think about some of the, so, you know, a lot of our guys are, are young, um, like to have fun, mm -hmm. and so um, they may, you know, go out, drink on the weekend, or they may smoke, or, or you know, engage in whatever activities. Um, is there any advice, you know, guys are, you know, people are going to do, you know, when you're young, you kind of explore and experiment, or, you know, you, uh, you know, do some things that just, that may not be in your long-term best interest. Uh, um, what advice would you have for a guy who's trying to, to he wants to be healthy, but he also wants to have fun? Is there some kind of rule about moderation, or is there, you know, how, just how, how should we be thinking about that? Yeah, you should drink in moderation. Yeah. Uh, about one to two drinks is probably uh, what you should be having. Uh, that, that's per day <laughs> when you're out? Or yeah, when you're out. Okay. Uh, you, you know, you can probably drink a, drink a day and you'll be okay, uh, you know, if you don't have certain disease states. But you should do it in moderation. Um, <clears throat> what you also have to think about is that um, drinking too much, getting drunk, you put yourself at risk, car wrecks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at your age, you're more likely to die from a uh, accident yeah, the, than you the, are the from disease. a health yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah. And so that becomes extremely important that you have uh, moderation in what you're doing. Uh, drinking uh, a 12-pack of beer, a uh, uh, 24 case of beer, uh, that may not be good. If you're drinking too much alcohol, that can lead to liver disease. Yeah. Uh, you end up with um, uh, cirrhosis of the liver. 
and uh, that's not good at all because yeah. uh, if your liver fails that's not good it's not right. very good treatment except for maybe transplant yeah yeah and so those those are sort of the long-term outcome of sort of alcohol abuse right. and so basically if you're if you're out you want to have fun one or two drinks that's fine if you find yourself you know really abusing alcohol then that's a whole different issue that's a whole different issue you lead to yeah and and you need to actually uh, search yourself uh, annually. Why are you drinking all of yeah. this alcohol? Is there something else going on within your life? Is there depression going on? Uh, is there anxiety going on? Um, yeah. Something maybe leading to you to have this reckless behavior? Because most of us know that we shouldn't drink yeah. uh, excessively. But occasionally we do do it. And when you do do it, something else may be going on right. that you may need to seek help on. Now, can you talk a little bit about smoking? Um, uh, you know, how do people smoke cigarettes, smoke weed? You know, it's just mm -hmm. a, a part of, it's becoming far more part of our um, everyday life, uh, especially uh, as young men. So you talk just about how should we should be thinking about that, what are the risks, and is there, again, is there a grid for doing it in moderation? Or should it just be avoided altogether? Tobacco in, in general should be avoided okay. altogether um, because, you know, we have long um, studies to show that tobacco is a risk. Um, I personally have experienced um, uh, the uh, end effects of tobacco in, in um, my personal life. Yeah. Um, my mother smoked cigarettes for about 30 years and she died of emphysema. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so that is a risk uh, that 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 you have. It's it's not sudden. Yeah. But when you start at twenty years old, yeah. and then you do it for about thirty years, the yeah. end result is that you're not going to have a good good outcome. Yeah. Uh, what about marijuana? The story's still out on that. Yeah. You know, as about uh, what you should or shouldn't be doing with that. Um, unfortunately. Um, for whatever reason, the government never has, uh, until more recently, uh, sanctioned uh, looking into studies to see what what the effects of it is, and we don't know what the effects of it long term are. We think that we know some things that may be uh, some causes of problems, but we really don't know. It's a little bit confusing now because in in one instance, you know. It's it's not legal, right? In other instance, in some states, it's being prescribed as a, as medical treatment, and so it sort of creates a little bit of a, um, nothing else confusion for people right. and, and how to think about it. So is it? But what we do know that it does alter your consciousness. Yeah. So if anything alters your consciousness, then it becomes a danger if you're doing it in excess. Yeah. Because you don't you don't have the uh, inhibitions that you should have, that inner soul saying, really, I shouldn't do this, yeah. but the marijuana say, oh, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think just as a practical thing, if you're, if you're planning to, you know, you're, you have your plan for longevity, you're going to be here for a while, you don't want to indulge in anything that's going to impact your, your cognitive abilities and your awareness and your decision making. Yes. Yeah. And then you'll do something dangerous, yeah. like driving a car. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to shift and talk about physical activity a little bit. Uh, you talked about a rule of thumb for your diet, 
uh, rainbow diet. Mm -hmm. um, Small plate, I didn't mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a, other, other things. So what, in terms of portions, what should be, uh, what should be our, our thinking or habit around how much we're eating? Yeah, what is happening with American society, and it's happened for a long time, is that uh, when I first grew up, you had small portions. Then all of a sudden, the uh, restaurant industry, yeah. you go to the restaurant, you get this huge plate, and then you start eating all of this food. And with that, your weight starts to expand. Yeah, yeah. So the amount of food that you eat, you know, has a lot to do with that. And it also varies as to what your activity is. Yeah. If you have a lot more activity, you can eat a little bit more. But if you're sedentary, you need to eat less, you know, so that uh, you won't be gaining that weight. So, so if you're an athlete and you're like Michael yeah. Phelps, you know, you're, you're you can eat. You can eat. <laughs> but if you you sit in the office all day <laughs> and you work yeah. at your desk, you probably want to eat smaller. You portion. probably want to eat a smaller portion, about an eight ounce plate yeah. instead of that twelve ounce plate or ten ounce plate. Now, in terms of how many how many times a day you should eat, it's just you know it, it should be spaced out your breakfast lunch and dinner you, we talked about intermittent, yeah. uh, intermittent there's fasting. A, there's a lot of people that are beginning to do intermittent fasting yeah. and that's been shown to um, help people lose weight and uh, regulate uh, some things the endocrinologist is probably not going to um, sanction that right now because they feel that you should eat on a regular basis and be treated uh, with the, uh, your medications to control your diabetes right. And so, you know, I think a little bit more studies uh, uh, will help with that in the future. Yeah, you think but, but I think it's going to be something that uh, people will uh, do, and I think it's going to be a, a healthy lifestyle for so, a lot of people. So you, you think that's healthy, but one yeah. caution, if you're taking medication, right. you need to eat regularly to make sure yeah. that... Now, in terms of times, uh, like, you know, I, I had a habit of eating late at night and didn't know that, you know, that's probably not the best thing. For, for you to just eat and then lay down. So are there any best practices that, that we should know in terms of when when to eat and when not to? Yeah, you probably should um, not eat anything about two hours before you go to bed at least. Give your body a time to metabolize uh, the food that you're eating uh, before you lie down and go to sleep. Um, um, typically, if you can, you probably should eat about five or six o'clock in the evening. Uh, depends on what time you go to Come bed, to bed yeah. um, and then that'll 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 help you uh, do that. Good advice. Um, let's go back to physical activity for a second. So, we got the rainbow diet. We got some of the basic things, mm -hmm. rule, rules of thumb. Uh, what's a basic rule of thumb about physical activity that sort of, you know, if you're not the athlete, but you know, you're just a regular person. What should you be incorporating into sort of your daily routine? Best thing to do is move. Yeah. Um, I recommend uh, the simplest thing you can do is walk. Yeah. If you don't do anything else, get up and walk. Yeah. Uh, walking 10,000 steps has been shown to be uh, uh, advantageous. Uh, that's something you can do. Doesn't cost any money. Yeah. Uh, so it's very simple to do. Um, so walking is good. If you like running, you can run. But as you get older, yeah, you're gonna start tearing up those yeah, knees. A bit, yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little bit harder. Yeah, it becomes a little harder. Now, is there a rule of thumb about how much time a day or how much activity is? Yeah, you is should healthy? do about uh, 20 to 30 minutes a day. 
to do it. And what you probably should do is that you actually have to pay attention to, to your muscles. Yeah. And so you should do some, uh, not only cardio, uh, you probably should do some uh, exercise uh, to strengthen your muscles as well. So some kind of strength building as right. well as cardio, right. cardio 20 minutes a day. Right, at least. Now, how does this benefit you um, in terms of your health-wise, your health, you know, um, just exercising every day? What's the health benefits? It's your heart. It's your heart. Yeah, if you can uh, keep your heart in good shape, it benefits you. And it also will lower your blood pressure as well. Yeah. Uh, you can lower your blood pressure anywhere from 40, 40, 45 points yeah. uh, with that good exercise. Someone explained, and someone explained to me, like, the heart is like a muscle, and yes. just like every other muscle in your body, it needs you to be. You have to exercise it. You need to exercise it. It's good stuff. Um, in terms of how we should be, um, uh, you know, examining ourselves and looking for signs of health issues, what are, uh, what's some of your advice of things we should be looking for, things that are early signs that we may have a problem um, and that we may need to seek some, some medical treatment for? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll look more to what I do. Okay. okay. With what I do, if uh, when you urinate and you see soap suds in, in, in the bowl, there's something wrong. Really? <laughs> if you urinate and it looks like a beer head, you mm. need to see a doctor because mm. you may be spilling protein in your urine. Yeah. And that's an early indication that you may have early kidney disease. Mm. And so that needs to be looked at immediately. Yeah. Um, if you urinate and the, uh, you have blood in your urine, that needs to be looked into immediately. And the other thing too with exercise, if you excessively exercise, uh, you can actually injure yourself as well, as well. Yeah. and uh, you start having muscle aches, and you start to urinate, and your urine looks like a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Uh, you need to go see a doctor immediately because you crush your muscles and, and you end up uh, damaging your kidney. Um, a stool as well, can you, you know, a lot, a lot of times you, you're not, you know, you go to the bathroom, you're not looking, you're just yeah. And drop it in your hour, but <laughs> yeah. you should turn around and look and, and what yeah. should you be looking for? Yeah, what you stool, what you should be looking at is the caliber of the stool. The the size of the stool. Size. You okay. know, if you have little pencils that you're uh, you know, putting out, then that's something wrong. You need to have that looked at. Um, especially if you have a relative uh, that had colon cancer or something like that. You should be uh, looking very uh, closely as to what's going on. You probably need to get a colonoscopy a lot earlier than what's recommended now. You know, the age group that we're talking, it's not normally recommended that you get a colonoscopy, but yeah. if you got a primary relative that died for okay. only like Bozeman yeah, at yeah. 45, yeah. his relatives probably should be getting colonoscopies yeah. 10 years you know, yeah. earlier. So that would encapsulate that uh, age group. If you see blood in the stool, right. then that's something that you need to know about um, uh, because that could indicate that you either have um, cancer or you could have a uh, ulcer or something like that. Um, about black col stools color, that that's about to ask you. Yeah, black stools. Uh, uh, with black stools, that can be done from several things. So some things you'll panic about and there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. For instance, if you take bismol, pe peptobismol, yeah. Your stool will be black. Really? <laughs> if you take an iron, your stool may be black. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing to panic about. 
But if you're not doing those things and your stool's a bat black, then it could indicate that you're bleeding. There's blood. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, to be too graphic, but the stool is always different colors. And so what's panic, you know, so it could be brown, it could be green, depending on what you're eating. Yeah, it depends on what you're eating. Um, and so, but if it's black and dark color and you see blood in it, that's mm -hmm. when there's, there's, right. there's an that's issue. Right, that's an issue. So, because our audience is men, like, what are some basic things that are unique to men that we need to focus on? And are there things that, ways that we can examine ourselves at home to see if there's a problem um, that's sort of an early warning sign when we need to go see a doctor? I don't know if there's anything unique to men, uh, unlike women, uh, that you would examine. But what I would say that uh, you need to be looking at uh, is, is taking your blood pressure, checking it. I think that's unique to everybody Yeah. Uh, to see what your blood pressure is because there's a high prevalence of hypertension in the minority and black population. Uh, so I think that that is something that we need to look at all the time. Um, there may be a genetic component to that. Um, <clears throat> And there may be a genetic component uh, to early kidney disease. Um, there's a gene that's called APOL1 that's being looked at uh, that can cause kidney disease. Uh, and some families are affected by that, and it does cause hypertension, it does cause uh, kidney disease. And so I think that looking at your blood pressure would be one of the more important things that I think that you can do as a, um, as a man. Um, is there anything else that we should just early signs that there's a problem? We talked yeah. about urine and stool and yeah. The other thing you can look at, you can see if you're swelling, if yeah. you have edema. Um, so one of the ways you can check for edema, just uh, grab your thumb and uh, press uh, the big bone in your leg, press down on it hard. If you if your thumbprint is in that leg, that's swelling. Yeah. So, so fluid you should, in right, your that's fluid in your tissues, yeah. and it shouldn't be there. Yeah. And so, therefore, you should seek um, seek attention for that. Right. Unless you're wearing some socks that's just squeezing. It's just too tight. <laughs> yeah, that's too tight. Then you are going to have the uh, the swelling. Yeah. It's from the socks themselves. It's just like if you get a hose and you squeeze it, the hose is going to swell up yeah. backwards. <laughs> I guess um, one of one of the last questions I have is. Um, is how can we be best informed um, and stay informed ab about our health and make sure that we're, we're managing it, that we're um, taking the proper measures to make sure that we're preventing things that are preventable and that we are aware of things that we may have that may not show signs early but that may have some long-term implications for us. I think that one of the things that we need to do that we're not doing, I have children about the age group that we're talking about, and uh, I made it intentional to make sure that they go see a physician, mm. even though they're healthy. Yeah. But they also get checked to make sure that, they, that there's nothing uh, happening uh, that uh, needs attention. And I think that for whatever reason, we haven't intentionally uh, taken care of ourselves as it was uh, making sure that we're getting checkups. Mm. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do. Even dental checkups, yeah. um, you know, making sure that our teeth are okay so that when you're 60, 70, uh, that your, your teeth are not falling out. That happens 
know, early on, yeah. you know, to make sure. Yeah, this is a particular issue for men because we, you know, that we, the guys that uh, we talked to um, had a uh, the group and had a conversation with them, and they and they said that um, at this stage of life, there's just not something that they're really thinking about, yeah. um, and they. Uh, um, you know, they're focused on their career, focusing on, on, on other things. And then it's this thing that, you know, men can't show any signs of pain. Yeah. And like, if you're going to see a doctor or you, you have an issue, you know, you know, it's a sign of weakness. So if you're feeling pain, you just got to suck it up, you know, you know, drink water or go walk it off or something <laughs> like that. So what do you say to guys who just, man, I'm just not, I'm not thinking about it or this, you know, going to see a doctor is just uh, you know it's just it maybe a sign of weakness or they they feel they need to just handle handle things on their own like what can you encourage we could say to encourage guys to at least go get checked up every year. What I would say to most of them is look at your look at your family yeah. look at your family tree um, because a lot of things that your dad is going through it happened early on that yeah. he didn't prevent. And so, or your uncle is going through, if probably something happened to him early on. So if you look at it that way, it should encourage you to go and take care of yourself. Now, I will admit that one of the things that may be preventing people from going to the doctor is our healthcare disparity. Yeah, yeah. Is the ability to actually go to the doctor because we don't have the proper insurance uh, or the proper mechanism to be taken care of. Now, there are some free clinics that you can go to uh, yeah. that will actually look at you. Uh, some of them are means tested, you know, that you can pay a nominal amount. You know, I actually volunteer for a clinic that I uh, do about once a month. Huh. And I look at, um, look at, look at patients. Um, and so there, there are some clinics around that you can do that. So if you don't have the resources, you know, there are other things that, that uh, you can do to, uh, to do that. <clears throat> what I would encourage you not to do is to utilize the emergency room as your doctor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should actually get a primary care physician and uh, um, and I go see someone yeah, that way. So, All right. Thank you, Dr. Dixon. It's been, been a pleasure. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this edition of the King Culture Podcast. For more information on a plan for longevity, visit us online at kingculture.org and fill out your personal health inventory. Follow us on social media at King Culture Inc. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.